Everything as a Service Journal is an online publication built to help technology solution providers identify and quickly tap into new sources of recurring revenue. And welcome to the Zazzcast, a podcast brought to you by Everything as a Service Journal. I'm Mike Monticello, co-founder of the publication, and with me here today is Jay McCall, my partner and co-founder. Jay, how are you doing today? Great. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well, Jay. What do we have on tap for today? Well, with businesses shutting down all over right now, there's been a big scramble over the past month almost two months now, to get business owners and employees set up to work from home. Mm-hmm. We recently spoke with Jeremy Julian, you might recall, from uh, uh, Custom Business Solutions, whose company focuses exclusively on hospitality and restaurants, two industries that have seen a massive decline in sales over the past two months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, today we're going to be hearing from Zena Hassel. She's president of ZLH Enterprises. Uh, they're a technology management services provider and, and experts in unified communications as a service, or UCAS. Uh, Zena is also a member of the ASCII group, the oldest and largest group of independent IT solution providers, integrators, MSPs, and VARs in the world. And Zena's company is a little different from a typical VAR MSP that we uh, often encounter. Her company falls more on the uh, consultant end of the spectrum. But that said, I, I feel like a VAR integrator or MSP listening to today's podcast can learn a lot from ZLH, especially if they don't have expertise in UCAS or providing internet services, you know, which we know are very important sure. uh, right now with this uh, uh, work from home initiative going on in mass across the country. ZLH would be the kind of company that maybe they could even consider partnering with. And you know, during my interview, Zena also shares some great insights about the importance of business continuity planning and not going dark with your customers during this difficult time. That's an excellent reminder to anyone listening. And let's check it out. Hi, Zena. Thanks for uh, joining us here today on the Zascast. Oh, thank you for having me. This is a very interesting, interesting time for everyone. Yeah, it sure is. Hey, I was wondering to get started in our conversation today. Maybe you could um, uh, introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, and maybe even like a, a typical customer uh, that your business serves. Okay, fine. So for, for a quick uh, commercial break, my name is Zena Hassel. The company is ZLH Enterprises. And by the way, our website is www.zlhent.com. Uh, we are in our 20-plus uh, year in the uh, agency consulting business, having begun in the telecom world, because I come out of CPE, structured cabling, things like that. Uh, so we started in telecommunications, and then as technology and IT have merged with telecom, and sometimes you really don't even see the distinguishing line, we are now a technology uh, consultancy, and we work in the business marketplace. We work not only with not-for-profits, but we work um, small uh, the small business uh, marketplace, enterprise. Whoever can use that additional set of eyes, ears, and hands to let them know what's going on in the marketplace, to take a look at the technology invoices that they're getting, 
to take a look at the uh, network typology and see if there's maybe a better way of doing it. Can any money be saved? Is the business continuity, good time to be talking about that now, is that built into the network typology? That would be us. Okay, gotcha. So uh, it sounds like with the type of solutions and uh, expertise that you guys offer, that would you know applies to a, a wide range of customers. I'm curious, like you know, during this COVID nineteen pandemic, have you seen a certain type of customers impacted more than others right now? Well, we have a, a large foothold in the um, medical healthcare uh, vertical. Uh, my background actually is in in healthcare administration. That's what I came out of a couple of decades ago. Uh, my, do- my daughter who works with me comes out of the hospitality industry, which is somewhat akin to healthcare. You, you, you just have different types of beds. Um, and what, what we, <laughs> well, what, what we have seen is, um, you know, certainly with everyone going to the telemedicine very, very rapidly, uh, with doctor's offices, some of them closing. Um, luckily, a lot of our uh, physician offices and medical practices had already been on a VoIP background, um, backbone rather. So it, it was fairly easy to convert people to a work from home. Many of them are, not to give anybody else a commercial, but many of them are on the uh, Broadsoft background, uh, backbone. So we can uh, put in the, uh, you know, UC1, we can put in, uh, uh, you know, find me, follow me type features. They can put in the mobile apps. So it, it, they have the same functionality pretty much as if they were in the office. They can still speak to the patients. Um, from an IT perspective, they, they work with their IT department to make sure, uh, you know, the telemedicine is, is up and working and, and doing whatever. We also work with some townships um, and school systems to make sure that they know about the various promotional opportunities that are out there. Some of the um, audio uh, conferencing companies are giving some uh, freebie promotions for a while. So we've wanted to make sure that people know about that. Uh, for some of the SMB clients uh, or the small business clients, we want to make sure that they know that there are um, certain things, uh, certain promotions or certain waivers or suspensions uh, that are available to sort of ease the pain while they're not in their office. On the other hand, we do have customers that have servers that they need to get to that are not in the cloud. And we are scurrying to increase the bandwidth that they have at those locations so that there are hundreds of people that are now remoting in um, are, are able to have a, a halfway decent experience doing that. Oh, that's great. So I sort of kind of walk me through, like, so out of your entire customer base, you mentioned, so you're serving healthcare. So a lot of them already you know, had at least the foundation of this technology in place, what percent would you estimate of your customer base are, this is brand new to them, that they're just now making a big transition to going from working in the office to being able to work from home? I, I'm, I'm going to guess that we're probably at 30%, um, and shame on me for not knowing that number, but, uh, you know, that, that wasn't 
one one of the statistics that I was looking to compile. Um, yeah, and, sure. and so for the for the folks that weren't necessarily as ready as one would have hoped, some of the things that we have run into um, for people that were not already on a cloud-based telephone system, if they had what's known as a TDM or one of those old-fashioned PRI voice circuits going into a premise-based telephone system, we were scurrying trying to um, to convert their telephone numbers to what are, what are called remote call forward lines and get those forwarded to cell phones or home phones or where, whatever it is that wherever they, they, they wanted to put that. Um, in, in terms of people now working from home, do they have the sufficient bandwidth? Do they need a 4G wireless backup? Do they need a secondary ISP coming in? Do they uh, do they need to have um, and and again we have to draw the line because many of our uh, clients that we work with come to us from the MSP space and th those folks are already working on the IT side of things. Um, but if you know we we will for our customers that are that have not come through uh, a sub agent, we'll make sure do they have firewalls in place? Do they have the VPNs that they need. There are people out there with um, SD-WAN devices now that are just giving promotions for a home base office, if you will. So I was just curious, you know, and I, I'm not, you know, not asking you to, you know, call out any specific customer's name or anything like that, but maybe you could just like walk me through like what a, what a, maybe a specific install that you would have done, especially over the past couple of weeks, you know, converting someone over and like just trying to give our audience a sense of, um, you know, how long it takes and, you know, how much of your uh, staff and different technologies that go into um, enabling uh, you to be able to stand up a, a customer to be able to work remotely. Well, we have, um, we are, we are very, very, I would use the word assertive, but it's probably more leaning towards aggressive where we go to the vendors that, that we have worked with um, because we we are not the, the vendor per se. We are the facilitator or the consultant. So we will go to whoever the vendor is that we had used to install the service and we will just push and push and push and make, make sure that something happens. We've been able to get most people up and running and doing whatever it is that they uh, need to. They're all up pretty much now. So we had a mad rush. It was crazy last week um, and, and a little bit the week before. This week is a little bit of idle time to see which pieces need to get picked up, what might have been missed, and to, to do some um, outbound calling to make sure everybody has what they need. Or, or are they aware what they need if they're not even sure? Because some clients may not know. Sure. So, so during this big rush, approximately, I, I can imagine that it was uh, pretty uh, turbulent for your customers as well as your business. Approximately, like how many businesses are you, you know, uh, providing these new services to uh, to help them out? Many hundreds. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> it was a very busy couple of days. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Um, what have you found like during this? What has been like the the biggest challenge? 
that you face? Anything that you've, uh, any new lessons you've learned or any tips you can share, things, things that stand out? Well, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be the voice to the customer of, I told you so. You know, we, and we don't want to come off to the customers as being a, a salesy oriented company because we're really, I mean, everyone is a salesperson, but we are more of a matchmaker. Here's what your need is. Here's what we suggest the best way that you position yourself should be. Um, and, and what we have found is some of these customers are agreeing that, you know, geez, we should have listened to you when you suggested that we do X, Y, and Z way back when. Uh, you know, I'm dealing with one customer now who has a premise-based telephone system. And actually, there was a report that the system had gone, well, not that the system necessarily had gone down, but they had to reboot the system because they saw the circuit go down. Well, the circuit really didn't go down. And the person that's maintaining the phone system said, well, you know, it really could have been the phone system. It's about 15 years old, and I can only put so many more Band-Aids on it. So the next conversation we're going to be having is, how do we get you into the cloud for for your phones? And I think that they understand that they really need to be there. There are many folks that are out there that had invested the capital in these premise-based phone systems years ago, and they they feel like, well, I own it. Why do I have to do anything else? Well, because times have changed. Your business continuity plans should change with the times, and you just can't shift that rapidly if you still have old technology on your site. You mentioned earlier, I think, that, uh, was it Broadsoft is, is one of the platforms that you're using for? Uh... Well, you know, there, there, there are, goodness, there's NetSapiens, there's, um, you know, Windstream has a product out mm -hmm. there. There are a lot of MSPs that use um, their, their own flavor of a, uh, a hosted telephone system. Uh, we, we deal with carrier uh, phone systems. Mitel is out there. Um, and, and they're all similar. Feature-wise, they're all similar. And it's it's really, you know, back-end support that's very important. So that's the, the, the really the key differentiator more than brand A versus brand B. It's it's really the back-end support. Oh goodness! Of course, I mean there there are carriers that are, that are out there. They say, "Well, go ahead, use the portal." Oh, if only we could get into the portal, we would use the portal. <laughs> well, okay, then call us. Okay. Well, what one of my folks was on hold. I, I think four or five hours the other day. Uh, you can't operate that wow. way, and we just dread when when uh, you know a certain amount of clients if they have a problem. And believe me, we've been trying to change change carriers for them. But if they have a problem and it means having to go to that carrier, we all grimace and I, and I just am so happy that I can delegate down. Sure. So that's a good point too. So, um, so even though we don't, you know, that's really what I call out the bad carriers or vendors by name. Um, how about some of the ones that have really stepped up during this time and, you know, been particularly helpful with their service or, you know, shown themselves to be good partners. Any, anyone that, um, stands out to you? 
Well, I think a lot of the carriers are really trying to do the best that they can, given the circumstances. What they're also looking at, though, remember, even, even though uh, many of our clients are in the SMB or in the smaller space, right. the, the carriers, even though they're bigger companies, they have more employees, they have more to lose as well. And, you know, they're looking at the potential shift in revenue. Uh, they may not feel it. You know, they certainly didn't feel it last month. They may feel it in April. They may feel it in May as people are calling and saying, well, you know, can I, can I suspend my service? Mm-hmm, right. Can, can, you, can you let me not pay for my service this month because I can't get into the building? You know, if I try to do that to my landlord, and I think somebody in my building did try to do that, the landlord would take that as the opportunity to end the lease if they wanted to, because if you don't pay for it, you can't, the, the, the presumption might be that if you're not paying for it, we don't have to supply it. Oh, right. Um, now, uh, Comcast, for instance, has been very accommodating to the small business market because as I understand that they are, they are allowing a shift of one month, perhaps up to two, and all the, but the customer has to call and ask for it. They're not automatically uh, you know, going out to a customer and saying, hey, you don't have to pay your bill this month. How about like w- within your own uh, company? Um, so in addition to, you know, obviously customers are a very important component, but also uh, employees, a lot of stress on them right now. I was wondering if you could talk about, um, you know, any steps you're taking to help your own employees and um, talk about some of the highlights and experiences of, like, for instance, I'm not sure how many of your employees previously worked from home or worked, you know, worked remotely. Um, anything else related to that? So the the, the re- remote workers that we had before are still, um, and I still hound them every day. You know, I I, I actually um, I have one of my VoIP phones sitting in the basement um, on the desk. I I think as I told you that I started out with twenty some odd years ago. So I, I'm just hitting my hot button to, to whoever it is that I want to talk to, and I want and I make sure every day to talk to everybody, to see how they're doing, uh, see whether or not they need something. One of my employees actually was just at my home not too long ago, outside the door, so we we had distancing. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, but I, I I speak with them all every day to see how they're doing. Um, you know, I, I mean, if somebody needs, if somebody is not at their desk at 8.30 on the dot, I'm not going to be terrible about that. Um, you know, we're, we're a little bit flexible. And, uh, and as always, as long as people are doing what needs to be done and reaching out to the customers and tending to the customer requirements, I'm, I'm very happy um, with what my staff is doing. I also try to keep them, uh, the first thing that I did is I called them all, and I think I I might have sent a, a a memo as well, and I said, hey, don't worry, we're not going out of business. We're here. Uh, you know, I'm going to keep paying you. Luckily, we are very solvent. I've I mean, I've been called cheap sometimes, and you know, th- this is this is an instance where it really pays to have had a budget and and to not overextended oneself. Um, sure. Uh, also, as I get information 
information came out the other day, for instance, on on pension plans that uh, the government was uh, was going to be coming out with guidance where folks could withdraw prematurely without their ten percent. I mean, they would still have to pay whatever the income tax is, but without the ten percent uh, early withdrawal penalty. So I let my folks know that that was available. As I'm hearing things that are available, I'm I'm sharing with them so that even though we are um, logistically remote from one another, we can still do our jobs. And uh, in many instances, for us, it's business as usual. We're still getting the service calls. We're still doing installations. We're still doing turnups. We're still reviewing bills to make sure that they're accurate. So it it um, we really haven't seen too much of a downtime. Well, that's great. Um, it was a, another uh, managed services provider we talked to recently. Uh, you know, he unfortunately had to, you know, lay off several workers, and even those that remained had to take a twenty percent pay cut just to get. You know, he's open just for the next six weeks. But um, it sounds like um, very different experience for your company right now, which is which is good to hear. Yeah, you know, I I can't speak to that. I don't know what what their particular business model is. Um, you know, typically the MSP model is is somewhat different than than our model. Uh, we 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 don't chase receivables, uh, where, whereas MSPs typically have to do that. Um, we did have a contract cancel after many many years, but I very nicely. Uh, sent an email to the owner of the the company, and I said, you know, hey, I understand it, but please don't let that mean that you don't call us when you need something because we're still going to service the account as as though we had the contract in place, and, and and we do that for a lot of our customers. We're we're not the sour grapes type of people. Yeah, so that's an interesting point. So the the difference between maybe what some MSPs model is. So I know you know they're also and trying to build up recurring revenue businesses. What, what do you feel like in your business? How um, is it the fact that, I guess, since telecommunications is such a vital part for any business, is that why you feel like it's maybe more steady revenue for your company? Well, we do more than telecommunications. We also do ISP implementations. So we'll put in that broadband circuit that uh, somebody else is going to be, you know, perhaps monitoring, monitoring, or connecting their their router firewall to, um, and and the our business model is based upon that recurring reve- revenue. So we're, I mean, we're probably going to feel, I hope not too much, but I think that we're going to feel the pinch, uh, probably in two months. Uh, and and I think that by the time that happens, I'm hopeful that the economy is going to start rebuilding itself, and people are going to start, um, you know, re-entering the buildings that perhaps they had vacated. So I think that we'll be fine. I'm I'm knocking on wood as I'm saying that. <laughs> I hear you. I, I, I think that we'll be fine. Hey, you know, you said something. Like, I mean none of us knows for sure when things are going to get back to normal and that normal is going to be a, a different kind of normal than it was, you know, prior to this uh, pandemic outbreak. Just curious, what are some actions you're taking today to prepare uh, for, you know, potentially some long-term changes um, that might most likely will be the case for some of your customers? 
Well, I think that what we're going to do is use some of the time to um, highlight which customers we want to work with for a more robust continuity plan, which may include bringing them uh, up into some more cloud services. Um, there are other customers who may be requiring different types of connectivity from, from an internet perspective um, when they get back to whatever their brick and mortar business was. So it, it, and, and we will continue to send out our educational newsletters to the clients, letting them know products, services, if you hear it, if you hear of something that you think you may be interested in, if we haven't already sent out some educational information to you, let us know what you're interested in. We'll do some research if we don't already know what it is. The odds are that we do have um, already uh, carrier contacts in, in the industry. Um, you know, we're, we're also doing, we've, we've been using the time to uh, work with some of our military installations at the moment. And, um, you know, so that's, that's helpful. That's revenue that keeps that, uh, that is coming in. Zina, how about what advice do you have or any tips or things you, you could share with the solution providers that may be, you know, listening to this podcast, whether they're a value-added reseller, managed services provider, systems integrator, ISV, what advice do you have to them for how they can best weather this storm? Well, I think that what they need to do is certainly look at their own infrastructure. Um, and if they need to pare anything down, you know, I'm not, I'm not an accountant or, or financial advisor, but they have to do whatever it is within the constraints of the PPP that's now out there. I, I wouldn't say to them to do something which is going to disqualify them from any of the PPP money. Uh, may, maybe, um, you know, in a, one of the SBA loans is available if they're looking at a cash crunch. Um, I, I think that they should spend the time, though, also to, to prepare for multiple situations, uh, you know, what happens if this happens? What happens if you lose 20% of your business? What are you going to Don't wait for it to happen, but prepare that plan. If you lose 20% of your business, what are you prepared to do? And when do you need to do it? What happens if you lose 30% of your business? So you have to run those, those models um, I'm, I'm hoping that most people have some sort of a budget that they've already been working under. Are the, you know, are there any, you know, usually people say that marketing and advertising is the first thing to go in, in lean times. Uh, I, I would say that it probably should not be the first thing to go because you want to make sure that you let your customers know that, hey, we're still here, we're, we're still around, call us, refer us. And, you know, go ahead and see whether or not you can pick up any additional business. But, you know, don't stop putting the word out there that your company is viable. Yeah, that's a good point. It's at the time where customers you know, need to hear from you the most. Uh, it's probably the worst time to go dark. And then people kind of assume the worst, right? Like, oh, maybe they're going out of business or um, right. a good time to be um to stay visible. You mentioned too, one of the ways that you're communicating with customers, I'm guessing prospects too, is through an email newsletter. Just curious, how often do you send out that kind of communication? 
Well, I, I had been to uh, a seminar, I think it was last year, and they said you should touch you should touch your customers and people that you want to do business with about 27 times a year. So you have to find a way to do that without being, in my opinion, overly obnoxious. Um, so I have not been inundating customers about the whole COVID situation. We've sent out a couple of, I think we sent out two or three emails that said, you know, are you getting ready? Then we sent out another email. Are you ready for the, you know, remote workforce? And actually we will be sending out a third. Are you set? What do you need? Let's schedule a call to see how we can bring you out of this. Let's prepare for coming out of this, you know, and, and what, are you, what are you prepared to be doing? I, you know, we have been, well, I know I, I have been getting emails, more emails from more people and more companies that I've never even heard of which is really becoming so overly, in my opinion, obnoxious during this very trying time. I, 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 and I'm getting phone calls from people that, you know, they get on the phone and they think that you're, they're your best friend. No, I truly, I'm trying to tell you very nicely. I'm not interested. This is not the time to, to just be, you know, just to be overbearing. Now, I know that there are people out there that are going to say the complete opposite of that, and that's okay. I think that people can have differing opinions. Yeah. Well, um, my experience resonates with what you're seeing, too, that, yeah, getting a lot more communication from companies like, well, I don't remember signing up for yeah, anything right? to receive. It. And it just, uh, yeah, if you're not already used to receiving that communication, it, it just feels um, a bit much. It's like, it's like somebody, it, it's a hard sell in a very bad environment. Right, right. And that that's what my company never ever wants to be associated with. Yeah, we'll we'll call different customers, we'll send an email, how can we help? What do you need? And you know, we'll send it once, we'll send it twice, but we're not going to bombard them. And and then they will reach out to us and say, "Hey, uh, hey, can you help us do this?" Absolutely, we're ready. Hey, Zina, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time here today. And I also want to give you a chance to um, say the last word. Are there anything that, you know, either we haven't talked about you'd like to reiterate or any closing thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Well, first and foremost, uh, just a, a, a big shout out to everyone who is on the front line helping the American population with what's going on. We certainly couldn't be surviving without them. And if there's anything that we can do as a company to help other companies while we are all sequestered, me in my basement, my staff all, all over the place, uh, we, we would be more than happy to do so. Um, www.zlhent.com. We are very good at what we do. Wow. Very interesting. That the, the two points you described at the end of the call really hit home. You know, this is not the time to stop communicating with customers and prospects. You know, there, there are plenty of studies that prove this point, especially during the, the 2008 recession, if we look back at that. Those who continued advertising fared much better when the economy bounced back compared with those who focus exclusively on trying to keep their existing customers from going away. 
I agree. I also like her advice about running scenarios with your business, taking a look at various yeah. if then uh, situations. You know, a time when there's so much uncertainty about this quarantine, when it will lift, when business can possibly pick up again. It's vital to take a look at where things stand now and plan for how you will respond to different situations and do what you can to not be forced into making difficult decisions on the spot down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So thanks to Zena for joining us for this episode. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to podcast at xaasjournal.com. As a reminder, our publication's goal is to help IT solution providers identify and quickly tap into new sources of recurring revenue. For more information or to sign up for our free newsletter, visit xaasjournal.com. Thanks and have a great day. 